Hello, hello there. This is Stan Janowski, also known as Victor Crumb, and you are listening to Paging Mr. Potter. <laughs> Mr. Potter. Harry Potter is a book. We will read it page by page. Come and join us if you dare. I'm not always at the Yule Ball, but I'm always on time. Hell yeah. I'm not always at the Yule Ball. The Yule, the Yule Ball is um, the, a ball in Harry Potter, I think. We're running right. really low on Harry Potter puns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but a great track nonetheless. I was trying to find one for um, time because it's always on time by, uh, of course, Ja Rule and Ashanti. And so I searched. I couldn't think of any Harry Potter words. Dude, it's always on Hermione. Oh, always fuck. on Hermione. Not always me. at the U ball, but um, it's always Hermione. Bro. Hermione, yeah, that's better. And Hermione famously went to the U ball. She was in attendance oh, that day. I with think Victor maybe, Crumb, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Oh, exactly <laughs> right. So great recall. Whose voice, whose voice you all will have heard not seconds ago, introing the pod. Now, do you guys think it's a little bit suspicious that Ashanti has a hundred percent punctuality rate? She's always on time. How could someone hmm, be constantly always on time? Exactly where they're supposed to be at any given time point. Spinner. Time, time spinner. Does That's a time spinner. Does a time spinner. Ding, ding, ding. Yep, she does. And haven't we spoken quite a lot about Ja Rule before on this pod? I think we had a whole thing probably a couple of years ago. Yeah. where we. And I, I wish I could remind you what it was. I don't know. But I, remember. I just remember we spoke about it. I tried to bring an investigation to the table about Ja Rule being Voldemort based on something mm. I don't remember. And you guys said it was the dumbest and worst thing I'd ever brought to the pod, which is probably true for the time. But I think yeah, since back then, then, yes. <laughs> oh, how young we were. So <laughs> foolish. That would have been pre the word game with Reed and I imagine. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which I should say has had, it's, it was a resounding uh, you know, success last week. We had... Quite a lot of our mail saying how good it was. I, 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 I genuinely don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Can we get files. into some of that our mail, Andrew? Because I'd love to get to the bottom of what the fuck is going on with these people. I mean, I was there. You to. were there. It was not good, was it? <laughs> or was it? It, it was, was unlistenable. It's our top rated segment, I think, ever. And <laughs> I think we need some answers. Even as the guy that made the segment... I had to stop it a couple times to listen to. I couldn't listen to it all in one go. It was it's just too chaotic. Heave ho! Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, one of the messages this week was from Potophile. Well, this isn't their real name, presumably. I think it's for relaxing time. Is their uh, is their name on Instagram? Um, so they wrote in and said, "So the updated word game with reading was far better than I could have ever hoped for." Fuck that dude's brain is so interesting. <laughs> interesting isn't normally a compliment. See, none of those were really compliments because he said it's better than he could have hoped for. Could have easily had very low like expectations. And also, That's your true. brain is very interesting. Not good. Not interesting. smart. Yeah. I mean, um, Charles Manson had an interesting mind. <laughs> Yeah, it's of interest. It's of medical interest. <laughs> are, are you donating your brain to science once you, uh, you know, shuffle off this mortal coil reading? Because I think you should. I would love... I would actually... I mean, to be honest... Okay, I will just because I think that's an important scientific study to see um, how something can go so wrong yet still seemingly function in, you know, day-to-day life. But what that's mm. not really any help to me. What I would really <laughs> love if they could study my brain while I'm alive. Like, it's of no benefit to me for everyone to just study my brain and then, you know, they figure out what to do well, they probably like after could. I'm dead. I mean, I'm sure they could have a... I mean, if you if you pop down to the uh, psychiatrist, I'm sure they could have a look, see what's going on, neuroscientist. <laughs> I think all the all the potophiles should tick that organ donor card and donate their brains to science because I'd love to know the long-term impact that this podcast is having on their <laughs> psyche. <laughs> it is kind of like multiple head knocks, isn't it? Yeah, it should be an extra thing on your license. You know, on the license, you have to tick if you're an organ donor, but you should also have to tick if you're a potophile because that <laughs> might be like an interesting feature 
when you're, uh, you know, when that happy day does does arrive and you are on the table, uh, it will be good to know that you were in fact the psychotic little potophile. Um, speaking of another message from another psychotic little potophile, this is Potophile Cat who writes in occasionally, um, sending a lot of lot of stuff this week. Uh, firstly, said that uh, Hagrid's use of an umbrella was because he was expelled and his wand was snapped in half. I think that's something we were uh, a few people about incorrectly wrote in last about week. that. Actually, yep. I thought we said at the time we didn't give a shit what no. the truth was, but uh, thanks anyway for writing in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was? I didn't even listen. I, I literally tuned out when you started explaining it. What was Who it? Cares? He got a something what? about his 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 wand was made into an. I think I'm getting. I think I'm getting the correction wrong as well. Okay. <laughs> Right in next week for the double correction. Yeah, he put the he put the he put the pieces of his wand, which was snapped in half dramatically when he was expelled, uh, into an umbrella. Yes, so that's pretty. That um, was confirmed by Potophile Max as well, independently this week. So yeah, we so do I'm starting to think they, they might be onto something. <laughs> I'm starting to think Hagrid's umbrella is not all that it seems, or it's more than it seems. I don't know. Who cares? And also, uh, from Kat, she said, the word game with Reedon is an absolute cracker. Uh, cracker. Nimbusting, nimbusting a canut is officially my new favourite phrase. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I would advise to use it in sexual situations as well, not just everyday life. It's the, one of the hottest things you can say to someone. Oh, that'll definitely get you some return business if you, uh, if you pull that fucking phrase out in uh, Ooh, the yeah, first Oh, yeah, that'll night. be coming back for seconds. Very exciting. Uh, and then finally, uh, Kat also spoke about, I think last week early in the pod, we were talking about work and what our kind of personas are at work. And it was talking about how pretty much I hate every second of it and everyone there doesn't like me very much and I'm very grumpy. And um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you, Reedan, were saying that you're fundamentally not very good at your job, um, but just your yep. aim is just to be liked, to be well liked. So Kat said that she has uh, almost the exact same relationship with one of her friends at work um, where one of them, I think Kat is, is the Shrek, she's described herself, of the of the workplace, and her friend is the donkey. And I thought that was quite nice. You know, now, Shrek by and donkey, donkey, does she mean he has a sort of massive hog? <laughs> I think she was getting more well. of what we were talked about last week about your personalities, like Andrew just said in that mm. brief introduction. But sure, Kat, sure, if you sure, want to sure. write in and do a little Hogwatch investigation for us, I mean, we don't even know if her work colleague's male, but <laughs> who knows? Hey, just as a shorter side, mm. that message, no idea why, but it got me thinking about donkeys and. Probably um, the mention of donkey in the message. Yeah, that could have been it. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Do you reckon donkeys are fucking sick? I feel like donkeys got like a real bad rap because of donkey in Shrek. But they're just like, they're like fun horses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the representation that donkeys finally got on in Hollywood is not the sort of one they were after. They've been waiting for it for so no. long. And they finally get it in the form of Shrek, this sort of um, a caricature of, of, of donkeys really portrayed as these exactly. sort of bumbling, you know, buffoons. But really, I mean, they're actually lit. They're actually lit. I mean, I don't. In what way are they a fun horse? They just look. They look fun. Their face is like funner than a horse. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the dumbest things I've ever said. But I stand by it. I think they have shit mouths and teeth. I- like they're mm. not they're not hotter than horses. But I guess no, they that's are- true. Horses are like majestic, beautiful creatures. Donkeys are. I don't know. There's something They're party really- horses. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking so. of pinatas, Andrew. They're not all <laughs> full of candy. <laughs> nah, there's just something that I think donkeys just have a kind of a little bit of a glint in their eye. There's something about them. They just look a bit cheeky. They look like they'd be more fun to hang out with at a party. I, I think a horse would be... The, a horse is like a kind of runway model. You look at it and you're like, okay, I can, I can appreciate its beauty. I can appreciate that it's kind of elegant, mm. but... I don't want to hang. I wouldn't want to go on like a holiday to Bali or something with a, with a horse, with a donkey. Absolutely. What a what a what would you get up to with a donkey in Bali? I mean, what a treat. I mean, sure. If if you're discussing like you know, who would be the best animal, a horse or a donkey, to go to Bali with? I'm, I'm with you. I'd, I'd go donkey too. There you um, go. I didn't think that's initially what you were talking about when we first broached this topic. Um, 
But I do go. Oh, this is like a dialectic, you know. We're kind of working through it. I think that <laughs> sure. we've landed on donkey and barley optimal way to uh, optimal kind of equine creature to to go to uh, Indonesia with. Yeah, horses are kind of like school captains, don't you reckon? Like they're just goody two shoes, princing around. Where donkeys is like the sort of the joke. Class clown. Sorry, the, they're the, yeah, class exactly clown. the class clown. Exactly. Yeah. Well, guys, please write in um, with your thoughts on the donkey versus horse. Especially if you have partied with some kind of equine species in the past. If you went to Southeast Asia, um, (laughs) full moon party or something, and there was a donkey, (laughs) do let us know, won't you? Do write in. We should put on Instagram just a poll with no context whatsoever, just... Um, a photo of a horse and a photo of a donkey and just the poll just says horse or donkey and then maybe we'll get some good data on it. <laughs> and just maybe like uh, a little gif of the Balinese flag or something. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- there was one other piece of owl mail, uh, an incredible piece of owl mail actually that I that I wanted to, to bring to everyone. Um, so this was from Potiphar Scott um, and Scott got in touch. Scott from Gungalan? Yes. Gungar, Gungar, oh God. Gungarland. Gungarland. The home of the mighty Gungarland Jets, the footy team. I have their jersey, actually. Is it actually? Is that all true? Yeah, that is actually true. We used to play them in a practice. It's not interesting for anyone, but uh, yeah, that's how I know how to say it. Oh, there you go. Well, uh, I'm just going to read this this message out from Scott because I think it's kind of unbelievable. So he said, I welcomed the birth of my first child on Sunday. His name is Larry. I imagine a nod to... Larry Potter <laughs> And with him <laughs> Well otherwise why mention it as well Because anyway I welcome the birth of my first child on Sunday His name is Larry And with him has come a renewed appreciation Of the miracle of birth and life I can't believe you guys spend every Monday afternoon Recording this nonsense And I'm thankful It, it must make you want to throw up When you remember what's in store <laughs> mm. for the evening every Monday You're correct there Scott it does uh, your contribution to the world is minuscule. Perhaps it even detracts from the world. But thank okay. you. <laughs> and, and you may read my full name on the pod as long as you pronounce Gungarlan correctly, which thankfully, Reden, you did. Yes. Well, that is now, a great message. That had the sort of tone of a compliment, but the content <laughs> of an insult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I think the hormones are running high. You know, it's such an exciting time for Scott. I guess he doesn't know whether he's coming or going. But I, I just, I was just um, honestly kind of touched that somebody thought to message us um, after such a, you know, exciting event in their lives. And, and so we do appreciate Definitely. the thanks, even though you did um, obviously uh, <laughs> insult us. I tell you what, we're getting a bit of a taste of our own medicine. What Scott maybe doesn't realise is that the pod is our child. This is our baby and he's watched it grow for it's nearly two and a half years now and develop into the, mm-hmm. the amazing sort of product that it is now. <laughs> <laughs> the juggernaut that it is now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I just hope if young Larry can bring even half as much joy to you <laughs> as the pod does to us. And in fact, I, I hope... As the podophiles start to, you know, like Scott, have families and babies, if they can, like, teach them the dumbledoos and don'ts in the world, if Big our time. pod helps them to do that, I mean, just imagine, a whole, a whole generation could be brought up on the wise teachings of paging Mr. Potter. Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, if Scott, if Scott does one thing, uh, I suggest it is to bring him up on the teachings of the dumbledoos and the dumbledoes. That's all he needs. Definitely. If you give him the dumbledoos and the dumbledoes, he's going to turn out all right. Hey, I've, I've got two points on this. Sure. The first one is, isn't it nice to know that at least someone that's listened to our podcast has had sex at least once? That's cool. No. I think that's really cool. <laughs> oh, he could cool. have adopted. Could have adopted. No, <laughs> he said he bore witness to the miracle of life. So, I don't think that's normally yeah, he, how adoption works. He could have works. been you know, watching just... from like outside the hospital in some <laughs> kind of tree. <laughs> well, so, Nathan's still not convinced. <laughs> Still, Scott, please I, get in touch to let us know if you truly... Scott, uh, if it do was. send in the results of your paternity tests. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the second thing I had to say was, you know how they say um, babies will be smarter if you play them like Mozart, you know, while they're in the womb? 
Yeah. Maybe our next, you know, if by some miracle, you know, probably going to have to bank on Scott again to be, you know, the next uh, potophile to actually have sex. Uh, so maybe when you're ready to have the second one, um, play it some paging Mr. Potter. Start at one, you know, by then we'll probably be, at, you know, around 200, 300. If you can burn through that many episodes, you know, get some tiny little headphones, put it on um, your wife's belly. And then I think <laughs> your baby would turn out awesome. Like a that, super that honestly genius. sounds that sounds like a fucking MK Ultra experiment or something <laughs> like that. Like that's <laughs> we should that's, not be recommending that to anyone. Even Scott abuse. shouldn't be listening. And you know he's he's an adult. You know he's still not yeah. safe for consumption. But um, yeah. What a what an amazing message though. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. Really. If anyone else is having a baby out there, please. <laughs> Also thank us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I'm guessing you don't want to start the page yet. So uh, I've got a little thing. Mm. Yeah. So yesterday uh, I was watching a TV movie, and have any of you guys seen the movie Junior with um, that, Danny DeVito um, and um, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Arnie, have you guys seen that movie? Oh, no. I can't. I'm trying to think which one that is. Are they like brothers or something? No, no, no. That's twins. Oh, that's twins. No, I haven't seen Junior. What's that? So, I reckon... I kind of vaguely knew the premise was something to do with Arnold Schwarzenegger being pregnant. Um, which is which is a pretty crazy premise for a movie. <laughs> um, but it's honestly one of the most psychotic movies I've, I've ever come across in my life. I was watching it last night, just... Just baffled. So let me give you just the. It's really crazy. So let me. I'm gonna read. This is just off Wikipedia. I'm gonna read you the plot of the movie because it it's one of the most insane premises ever. Um, so, well, firstly, firstly, Arnold Schwarzenegger plays an Austrian research geneticist. So that's already <laughs> psycho, and he's working with an obstetrician named Dr. Larry Arbogast, played by Danny DeVito. Also crazy, does not look like an obsgyne kind of guy. Um, and they have invented a fertility drug together called Expectane. And the idea is that they want to use it to uh, reduce the chances of a miscarriage. Anyway, there's some complication with trying to get f- um, approval from the FDA. For, this is a fucking, this is a family comedy, by the <laughs> way. So they're, they're, str- they're struggling to get very, FDA approval. Seems like a very serious sort of clinical movie at the moment. Doesn't seem, that doesn't seem to be a whole lot of fun to be had. It's a high concept. Um, so, they're, they're denied human experimentation rights, um, but the team does receive a donation from a geneticist called Dr. Diana Redden, played by Emma Thompson, uh, from the ovum cryogenics uh, department. Anyway. Very complicated. Eventually, incredibly complicated. Then they decide, well, we can't do an experiment on a, uh, on a volunteer because like no no woman is going to take this kind of unapproved drug when they're pregnant like they're not going to take that risk so then they decide well what if we just impregnate you Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> uh, and so what? then they yeah 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 so then right uh, so then so Danny the DeVito, only barrier to men conceiving and giving birth is just their consent so like if they're up for it like honey yeah pretty of. much <laughs> it's not just a question of asking Arnie right like <laughs> Nah, how do they like, do it? Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into what, it. What is the physics of this? Do they get into that at all, Andrew? They literally just show Danny DeVito with a massive needle injecting like a baby into him. Uh, and and also, I didn't fully understand this bit, but the that the egg is stolen by Danny DeVito's character, and it's Emma Thompson's egg, and she doesn't know, so it was against her will. Yeah, so that huge, is deeply huge ethical up. issues there. Incredibly fucked up. Uh, it seems like they're avoiding like a very big medical ethical issue by committing a far worse ethical crime. <laughs> yeah, Ridden's right. Surely if you're willing to do that, then you're willing to uh, inject a woman against her will with this crazy mm. new drug. You don't need to go the extra step of impregnating a man. Yeah. So then Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, he's pregnant and he starts... <laughs> he starts um, getting all of the kind of symptoms of a pregnant lady. So he starts getting sore nipples. He starts chatting incessantly about walks, massages and naps. And he cries when he sees um, sort of family movies and things like that. Classic uh, chicks. 
I know, just women stuff. Okay, but now anyway. the movie makes sense to me because someone was literally just like, wouldn't it be funny if this huge masculine man like started gossiping with his girlfriends and like that's literally the premise. craving for chocolate cake <laughs> but think of like the, the tortuous shit they've had to write to <laughs> like, make that happen like this is so crazy he could have just like bumped his head and woken up and thought he was a woman that would have yeah. been much better yeah, like, it's incredibly complicated <laughs> medical backstory but then like they, they have this very you know um intricate Plot it seems And then at, they just Completely abandon it To have Danny DeVito Injecting a baby Into Arnie <laughs> Like Why did you bother With the first part If you're just gonna If you're just gonna Drop the whole thing there It's really nuts Anyway I'll summarise The next bit But pretty much um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Character Then uh, Falls in love Or starts a relationship With the um, Emma Thompson character Whose who's Baby he is carrying But she doesn't know that The father Meanwhile in Father, yep. Mm. The father. Uh, <laughs> then Danny DeVito, uh, he is about to get divorced from his wife. Turns out she's pregnant. Uh, anyway, all of this ends with a scene where both Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito's ex-wife are having a baby at the same time. Uh, and... Anyway, look, I, it's just mental. I don't know. It just, it just, it struck me that like that kind of movie really could not be made anymore. Like the nineties were just, it was just a free for all. <laughs> you could do anything. Who would ever think that? The, like I, I was watching scenes where I was just like, when they yelled "cut," as if there wasn't a few moments where they weren't just like, "What the fuck are we doing here?" Like this is not all right. It's because they had less, like, entertainment options back then. So, people just had to, like, well, what the fuck else are you going to watch? Like, you have to watch this. We, we came up with this in three minutes. You're going to have to watch it. I guess it. so. Yeah, they're big swings, hey. Andrew, can I um, make a suggestion for next week's pod, if you've got time, yeah. could you maybe watch and review the 1988 comedy... Uh, twins aforementioned yeah. with um, I've seen twins actually I've seen twins well I just very quickly typed it into Google and this is the the synopsis that comes up is a pair of twins emerges from an experiment so yep. it's another fucking mad experiment wherein <laughs> one twin is no mish <laughs> well the other <laughs> is king sized <laughs> no mish no mish now I'm guessing that was it Danny that played the no mish um, twin I haven't seen the thing but I'm gonna go out on a limb and say yes <laughs> King sized. <laughs> king, what does king sized mean? Kings can come in many different sizes. <laughs> no mission king yeah. size. That's hilarious. Oh god. Oh man. The nineties was so nuts. Hey, you could just do anything. Wow. I feel. I always think the nineties was kind of like an like an overconfident twenty year old <laughs> who's just never had anything bad happen to them before. Like it's they just got <laughs> so much confidence and they just everything they do they think is mad. And it's fun. Like I'd be nostalgic about that period of my life. You know, the early 20s, I am. but it doesn't yeah, mean yeah. it's uh, any good objectively. No. Whose cum did they um, inject into Arnie? So, it was Arnie's cum. Um, right. Yeah, they didn't really explain any of it. So, it was... Weird having yeah. your own cum injected into yourself. It's like, You're right. That is weird. I've already got my own <laughs> cum in my body and now you're making me get the cum out of my body and put it back into my body. That is yeah. the aspect of that movie that's unusual. <laughs> um, yeah. Page? For the first time, we're like, oh, maybe we should get to the page. <laughs> yeah, for the yeah, first time, so. probably ever, Harry Potter's sounding better than <laughs> another work of fiction. I think so. I think so. Oh, God. Having said that, the dread just did hit. So, it's page 116 this week. Welcome to Paging Mr. Potter, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This is, after all, a podcast where we do read and review one page of Harry Potter each and every week. Oh, God. Rudin, do you want to lead us in a reading of uh, page 116? A reading, yes. A very, reading. Uh, very biblical. <laughs> Chapter this is 9, the word of the Lord. verse 116. Go, Rudin. All right, guys. At the end of page 115, you remember they were at with uh, Madam Hooch? Uh, they were just about to oh, start yes. their broomstick lessons. Um, Madam Pooch, if I remember. Madam Pooch, sorry, yes, Madam Pooch. <laughs> and actually, after we did call her Madam Pooch, somebody, maybe a couple of people, sent in pictures of their dogs. <laughs> so uh, if you, if anyone else was to send in a picture of their dog, oh, that would be cool. That's why that I come up was it cat. I think that sending a picture of the dog, and I was just yeah, so yeah. Con- I was like, uh, okay, I can remember why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's because we said Madam. We literally Pooch asked one time. them to do that. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. 
So at the end of page 115, she said, what are you waiting for? She barked. Oh, that's why we called her Madam Pooch. Uh, Everyone stand by a broomstick. Come on up. Harry glanced down at his broom. It was old and some of the twigs stuck out at odd angles. Stick out your right hand up over your broom, called Madam Hooch at the front, and say up. And then our copy of the book says up. EPF. <laughs> up. <laughs> up. Everyone shouted, which might be the problem uh, that's about to come out because no, they didn't say up, they said up. Um, so they shouted out UPF. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering what the United Patriots front, uh, the, <laughs> the fringe. Very- Australian right-wing hate group led by Blair Cottrell has to do with Harry Potter because Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if Malfoy, for instance, declared his allegiance Mm. to the United Patriots. So let me get this straight. They had their arm outstretched in an almost salute (laughs) and then they yelled UPF. Interesting. And yet, yeah, all of them seem to have pledged their allegiance to this fringe organisation. So... Yeah, is this some sort of, um, you know... Sick white supremacist cult that Madame Hooch has just sort of indoctrinated <laughs> themselves into. Well, is 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 Madame Hooch the sort of Grand Wizard? Is <laughs> she the? Is she the? I mean, it's uh, it may, that can't be a real name. Well, she is a wizard. <clears throat> she's a wizard. <laughs> she's <laughs> pretty. On. She's been pretty grandiose so far. It's not a giant leap to suggest that she is the Grand Wizard of the United <laughs> Patriots front. That's not a big leap at all. Or, you know, uh, is it possible maybe we're reading uh, too much into it? Maybe it's just a metaphor for how, um, you know, right-wing nationalism has sort of infiltrated its way into the mainstream. We'd expect, you know, back in the day, it's just Malfoy, but now the Harrys of the world, the Hermiones of the world, the Nevilles, they're all getting mm. a part of it too. And it's through the school system that they're being indoctrinated. That's through the what school it system. seems to be filtered through. Yep. Yeah, these are such good points. These are great no, points. These are, these are great points. If anyone could write in with, like, they could join some of those dots together so we could have something to talk about, that would be great because mm-hmm. we've run out of steam, but I'm sure there is more we, to explore there. Definitely. I would love to have Blair Cottrell on our podcast and just give oh, him a, get him on. Give him Come a on, Blair. to hear what he has to say about A, Harry Potter, and B, politics and life in general, <laughs> man. That'd be so good. I'd love to see that interview between you, a Jew, and him. <laughs> An actual Nazi. What an incredible, what an incredible forum as well on the Harry Potter paging, Mister Potter podcast to have this groundbreaking conversation. I mean, that would, uh, you know, create headlines. I think we're so brave. We'll have anyone on this pod. I don't give a shit. Oh, yeah. We're this like Joe Rogan fr- times ten um, million. This is a free speech sanctuary. This podcast. And we will not shy away from any views The only person I'm not comfortable having on this pod is J.K. Rowling She's a little too hateful But anyone else Yeah, Yeah, anyone else Blair Cottrell, come on boy Blair Cottrell, yeah That'd be cool I guess for anyone um, who doesn't know who Blair Cottrell is Which is probably understandably a lot of people He's the everyone He's this (laughs) very, like uh, He's the head of the UPF This um, sort of uh, fringe Australian White supremacist group He is a Nazi He's like yep. Very jacked Has lots yeah, of they tattoos they all are They all are um, But he's <laughs> Have you Do you guys follow his like Twitter ever? No I do does not Does he still have a Twitter? Oh my god I'm not sure if he still does But he definitely There was a phase where he, he did mm. Um and he all, he just used to he post. better not if they got rid of Donald Trump's Twitter <laughs> and he's allowed to still have one. I know. I mean, <laughs> fuck off. He used to just post photos of like meals he cooked, like in between being like fuck Jews. It would just be like <laughs> a, like he'd just post um, pictures of his dinner, and they were the <laughs> worst meals, dude. It would yeah. be like this grey steak with like two like pieces of like sad potato next to it <laughs> well, and be like, it's because he's a white a supremacist he can only eat white people food white people food sucks <laughs> i honestly think you could solve racism just by like trying a few different dishes like dude 100 like, mm, maybe other cultures are good although to be fair nathan i know look i haven't had that much kind of jewish cuisine but what i've seen has not appealed to me is it any good Mm. Yeah, there is some good Gefilka fish or whatever looks Ooh. bad Yeah, I'm not a big fan of gefilte fish To okay. be honest with you Okay, maybe we better not Maybe that'll yeah. just simply enrage him <laughs> <laughs> 
So maybe that's a dumble don't for the week is if you do bump into Blair Cottrell, um, don't give him any uh, mozza balls. <laughs> yeah, don't give him any gefilte fish. Dumble <laughs> don't give fish. Blair Cottrell any gefilte fish. <laughs> and Scott, if you're listening, make sure you tell that to your young one because um, God knows life's hard enough. Oh, without making that's that lesson mistake. one for young Larry is uh, never give any gefilte fish to uh, Blair Cottrell. Well, oh, maybe God. we'll read on. Maybe we'll find out more if there's. Oh <laughs> God! <laughs> we, we, we do always find a way to meander into extremely dicey territory, don't we? <laughs> Uh, all right. Harry's broom jumped in, into his hands at once, but it was one of the few that did. Hermione's had simply rolled over on the ground and Neville's hadn't moved at all. Okay. Madam Hooch then showed them how to mount their brooms without sliding off the end, which can happen sometimes. And it's not because your broom is too small or too skinny. Sometimes it's just a slippery situation and it's got nothing to do with that at all. And your brooms are perfectly normal size and there's no Absolutely. need to get down about it. And it, it, it's, it's an it, adequate broom. Yeah, there's you can not, get the job done. Exactly. There's no question. And just, just in that position, sometimes it can find its way out. That's a bit different. There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. And just because <laughs> you might have had an, another um, bigger broom that that didn't happen with, uh, you know, correlation does not equal causation is what Absolutely I'm trying not. to say. <laughs> and walked up and down the rows <laughs> correcting the grips. <laughs> <laughs> Harry and Ron were delighted when she told Malfoy he'd been doing it wrong for years. <laughs> Which also can sometimes happen if you're like don't get enough feedback. Now, when yeah, I, well, I mean, I'm sorry. Ron should have turned to Madame Pooch and said, "I'm sorry. This is the way that I do it. And if it's not working for you, that's your problem." Yeah, just because it's not. There's not just one way to ride a broomstick. There's you know multiple ways to do it. And sometimes just because I've you know mightn't have had as many experience with broomsticks, <laughs> and so I think that this is the the right way because I haven't you know been able to to do so great in that area. It doesn't mean you have to tease me, and doesn't mean you have to you know maybe my way is good too. Reading, you're being very defensive about this whole broom issue. Um, no, it's just uh, I uh, I sympathise with these characters and. Through no sort of, you know, similar life events of my own. Now, when I blow my whistle, you kick off from the ground hard, said Madame Hooch. Oh, geez, I might speed this up a bit. We're not far through the page. Um, oh. Neville pushes off the ground too early. And then she screams at him. He must have just sort of whizzes out into the air. She screams, come back, boy. Um, but Neville was rising straight up like a cork shot out of a bottle. 12 feet, 20 feet. Harry scored, he set, saw his scared white face look down at the ground, falling away, saw him gasp, slip sideways off the broom, and then, bam, crashed into the ground. So, 20 feet off the ground. That's fucking, fucking high. He got wrecked. Cut. Never got wrecked. If we're worried Dude, about- I'm sorry. That's your fault, Madam Hooch. 100%. Like, you, didn't, you gave them like two instructions. He can't be the first person who's ever had any trouble- Fucking flying yeah. through on the first go. There's been They've no instruction so far. They didn't even do a written exam. They don't get like, you know, when I got my L's, I had to do 120 hours with like a person with a license sitting in the car exactly. telling me exactly what to do. You know, and that's it's to prevent exactly this. It's her negligence, really, <laughs> that's on trial here, not Neville's incompetence. I mean, some safety gear? Are any of them wearing any sort of padding or anything? Or is it just... Just hell for leather, jump off the ground, fly around the school. Is that is that really the best way to learn? God forbid some kind of magic, you know, they are wizards after all. So they could have some kind of magic net that would catch them, you know, stop yep. Neville plummeting 20 feet and breaking his neck or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for all we know, he's dead now, Neville. So, And what would Peter Fitzsimons think? <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, oh, I mean, I, I see. <laughs> Um, Madam Hooch was bending over Neville, uh, her face as white as his. Broken wrist, Harry. Broken wrist. Broken wrist, Harry heard her mutter. Come on, boy, it's all right. Broken wrist, fucking painful. Um, but that brings so. us to the end of page 116. Quite an eventful page by yeah. page standards. One of the better ones, for sure. Okay, well, another page is um, done and in the history Another books. page, another potter. Another page, another say. potter, as we famously say on this show. And um, not only that, but it's time for another game. And it's another new one <gasps> this week. 
Um, sort of trying well. to piggyback off the wild success of Reardon's game last week, which was Smart. absolutely fucking ridiculous. But people mm. seem to like it. So I think this one will be every bit as bad. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, just just for context, uh, I assume this is the game that uh, five minutes before the pod was about to start, you said, hey, I might have an idea for a game. And then we still started the pod on time. So <laughs> is, that, is that the game we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, we're going to be really working through it as we go. But this one's called um, the Voldemort, and you guys might not know, but it's actually where I do all my shopping these days. You're I kidding. Didn't I don't know go that, to Aldi, actually. I don't go to Woolies, I don't go to Coles anymore. I do all my shopping exclusively at the Voldemort. Firstly, yep. because of the low, low prices, and secondly, because of the amazing range of products that you can get. So, what I've got in front of me is my shopping list. Sure. Um, <laughs> Sorry, can I just ask before we go on? I think recently we, we did kind of give the Potterfiles a peek behind the curtain and said, you know, pretty much every single game that we play is a version of one of two kind of patterns. Yes. Is this one of those? Uh, it is. This is um, what Harry Potter pun am I thinking of. But actually, okay, good. forget about that. It's my shopping list. Because I'm going to the Voldemort. <laughs> shopping just is going to the point. to the Voldemort. Hey, <laughs> and actually, now that I think about it, I think that's actually a pretty f- unfair accusation. Because whoever said that we only have two types of game is forgetting uh, our famous game, Ron or Off, where <laughs> Nathan flicked his light switch many times into the microphone, and you had to guess whether the lights ended up Ron or Off. So I don't think that fits with any other game. Well, I think we could even throw that in at the end of the pod if people are keen. But let's see how right this in. goes. Vol- the Voldemort, uh, where I'll be yep. heading right after recording this. Um, <laughs> so I'll, I'll describe the product I'm going to buy. And it's also, it, it's branded with some Harry Potter fucking character's name. So Yeah, I sure. think we got that. Yeah, For we example, get it, dude. <laughs> do we want to do a test or do we want to just Yeah, try? do one test. Do one test. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like one of those cheese and cracker lunchbox snacks, but it's named after a crazy uh. evil Female oh, witch Bellatrix Lesnack Bellatrix Lesnack Fuck so That's good That's that's the quality um, that's, that's basically good. what I you're in it. for For the next 10-15 minutes Please tune out now <laughs> If that's not your cup of tea No hard feelings But for everyone else Here we go So I need something uh, some, some kind of adhesive But it's also a Kind of Mean Potions Master <laughs> He makes the best one It's also <laughs> A mean Snape, Snape glue. <laughs> no, it's uh, uh, it's on, good for on. like uh, if you're wrapping presents or uh, if you sticky if, Snape. Oh, s- yep, sticky, sticky, sticky Snape. Snape. <laughs> I need some sticky Snape. Some <laughs> Scotch no, I'm sorry. Snape. Would, would you mind? Would you mind just repeating that clue again? I just want to make sure I got <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it was something about I need a bit of uh, sticky stuff, but also a mean potion master makes. <laughs> Now this is a new low in terms of effort. There's not even the slightest attempt to make that have anything to do with a product. You've just said a product and a thing from Harry Potter. And I mean, do we want to keep going? Because I got plenty more. Please do. Let's go. I expect this sort of stuff from me, Nathan, but not from you. <laughs> I'm just excited to hear the clues now. I don't even care about getting it right. <laughs> the, the actual points in game is irrelevant. Okay, well, number two. I'm actually having a picnic on the weekend and I want to make <laughs> this boiled egg dish. But the mm. guy who makes the best kind is the... He broke his wrist actually on this page. Oh, uh, beneviled eggs. Neviled eggs. Yes, neviled Fuck eggs. That. That's, that's also on my shopping list, believe it or not. I didn't know you could buy... Deviled eggs at in stores. Me Maybe. Either. And I didn't. Yeah, I've never seen. Like, them let, let alone, let alone the guy who makes the best ones versions. <laughs> well, you guys have obviously never set foot in a Voldemort before. You, you, you're quite right. I haven't actually. To be fair. <laughs> okay. Well, this one's for the ladies. Number three. I need oh, like okay. a. It's like an undergarment, as I understand. You can wear it under a skirt. But obviously, mm. Wormtail makes the best female clothing. So, um, Peter Petticoat. <laughs> Very well done. Very well oh, done. Dear. It's a Peter Petticoat. <laughs> okay, I need some like some of that metal stuff. So, wait, hold on. Why are you buying that? What's who's that for? Yeah, oh, Peter Petticoat. I just get what's on the list, Andrew. I just. <laughs> so, do they have clothes as well at the Voldemort? <laughs> 
Oh, they've got everything you can imagine. It's like Walmart, but more Voldemorty. Um, right? Are they like? Are they part of the um, the the duopoly that currently exists in Australia with um, Coles and Woolies? Or are they more like an independent store? I like think IGA? they're actually poised to blow them completely out of the water, reading because they wow. you can get you can get fuel there. You can get Peter right, Petroleum. Okay. You can get uh, fuel. You can just get, get Peter fuel Petroleum. There. <laughs> just what in in tanks? In just barrels of fuel. <laughs> Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> Actually, there was a thing in America recently because they were worried about a fuel shortage that the, um, yeah. I don't know what it is in America, some government body had to tell people to stop going to petrol stations and filling up plastic bags full of fuel. Like, yeah, I saw that. That's so dangerous. Oh you my stop God. doing that. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Um, okay, well, next question. I need some of that metal stuff that you, if you're baking and you yeah, need to put it. something... In the oven But I like mine Made by That mean kid In Harry's class Who's his real His arch rival Draco Alfoil Draco Malfoil Yes Draco Malfoil I need some Malfoil (laughs) (laughs) Oh You guys Yeah Worst thing happened this week My bloody boiler's gone I need to install A whole new Hot water system Okay But the guy who I want to get to do it, also at the supermarket, um, <laughs> he's actually a half wolf, half teacher. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Half, half wolf half teacher. teacher. Um, <clears throat> if you don't know the specific name of the hot water system I'm thinking of, you're gonna have no chance. Um, this is probably the oh, hardest one. Is it um? Oh, what's it called? I've got an installer. Uh, yeah, what are they called? Um, oh, I can't remember. It's Lupin something, right? Remus installer Remus Lupin. Oh, Remus. R-H-E-E-M. Okay. That one wasn't very good. I love that you're putting, like, you've put quite a lot of effort into kind of acting out the and creating a world around these products. I'm telling you, I'm running out as soon as this is done before it closes. It's front of mind. It's front of mind for you right now. Okay. It's getting cold. My hands are freezing. I need some of these thingies for them. But also... Lunar glove goods. <laughs> yeah, lunar glove goods. <laughs> but hold on. I want to hear what also. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What also? That space cadet kind of chick in Harry's grade. Um, oh, just butt her. Yeah, okay. she, she makes good ones. Um, anyway... It seems like they always have the best stuff here at Voldemort. <laughs> they never have um, sort of mid-range stuff. It's always uh, the best people make them. I don't oh, settle I didn't for realize, anything worse. I didn't realise so many of sort of Harry's uh, classmates were these artisanal kind of <laughs> <laughs> manufacturers. Producers. Yeah. yeah. Well, they actually are. So, <laughs> um, okay, good. Okay. I need a new wig. Sure. Um, and the best like material for a wig is alpha. I don't know if you knew that, but I need a new... Oh, shit. I mean, I need a new toupee. Wait, what? I need a new toupee to put on my head. Right. But the best kind is made out of owl feathers. And to... What? A A head wig. A head wig. (laughs) (laughs) That one... No, it doesn't work. Okay, these are getting bad. Um, But I think I could find... Oh, they started off so good. Maybe one more. Oh, please. Okay. All right. And this is for the win because not only have I not been keeping score, I don't think anyone's even seriously answering the questions. Um, (laughs) But for the win, I need breakfast cereal. And my favorite one happens to be named after someone who I think was the Minister of Magic, but I'm not sure. Cornelius Fudge Flakes. (laughs) Yes. I need some Cornelius Flakes. (laughs) Oh fuck! Okay, well we got through why it. Why did they name? Do you know why they named those after him? It seems an odd choice. <laughs> yeah, what's the backstory there? Yeah, I've um, always wondered that. They're chocolate flavored, like fudge flavored. Oh, I've, I've never seen oh. fudge flavored <laughs> cornflakes. It's like uh, <laughs> cocoa pops. <laughs> cocoa pops. Cocoa pops. Cocoa pops. <laughs> it's like cocoa pops. <laughs> right, right. Turns right, the milk right. fudgy. You know they um the dude invented cornflakes to stop people from masturbating. Pardon? 
Um, what? That's actually that's actually true. Yeah, but if even if it is, you need to explain it because that's not enough. <laughs> um, he was like a massive. Um, well, can I try ant- and guess how that was going to work? I mean, what? What? You can't just say that somebody <laughs> invented cornflakes to stop people jacking off. Is that literally what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Was the thinking that if I make a breakfast cereal so yummy, people like have to get out of bed? Oh my god! Is that why it's got a cock on the front cover, as in a chicken? <laughs> On the front cover. <laughs> front on cover. <laughs> oh yeah, the original EP from Kellogg's. No, I'm so I'm wait, reading this it? word for word. Mr. Kellogg, that's Uri sounds fake, but Mr. Kellogg, the man who created cornflakes, produced this cereal in the late 19th century and marketed it as a healthy, ready-to-eat, anti-masturbatory morning meal. That doesn't we- explain it. <laughs> How can a cereal be anti-masturbatory? And what cereals are pro-masturbatory while we're on the subject? <laughs> Fruit Loops, bro. Oh, yeah. Fruit Loops are For one sure. of the horniest cereals that exists. Um, here we go. Mr. Kellogg, Mr. Kellogg had a solution. Believing that meat and rich flavoured foods increased sexual desire while plain foods like nuts and cereals suppressed it. With this in mind, he set about making a range of plain tasting breakfast foods that would once and for all put a stop to these impure desires, which resulted in the cereal we know and love today, cornflakes. Wait, hold on. So he, so he, but that's not just masturbating. That's like all sex so he was just trying to stop people rooting is that what it is yeah but i guess you know i'm sure cornflakes still would have been invented even without mr kellogg's insane crusade against masturbation (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm sure that wasn't the main doesn't seem that impressive no It's a very roundabout way of achieving your goals. Mr. Kellogg was such a firm believer that sex was damaging to the mind and body that he slept in a separate room from his wife and never consummated the marriage, choosing instead <laughs> to adopt all their children. So he was a volcel, was he? Yes, he was a volcel. You know, I do know one thing I do know about Kellogg, Mr. Kellogg though, mm-hmm. was that uh, I think he was around in like the the 20s or the 30s he pioneered a six-hour work day for in at his factories and he was and he like did a little experiment with his workers and found that um he pretty much got the exact same productivity out of six hours of work uh, that he got from eight and so he's often held up as an example of um why we shouldn't overwork people so interesting because that would have not a friend to the ladies but a friend to the workers just left class. them more time to masturbate. Really? Mm. That's true. Idle hands. What do they say? <laughs> Idle hands grab dicks or something. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what they it? say. That's what they say. <laughs> he this says, is mental. If illicit commerce of the sex is a heinous sin, self-pollution is a crime doubly abominable. I don't know if that's the... Why would it be doubly abominable? You'd think it would be, if anything, half as abominable because less parties are involved. Ridden, your pro-jacking at stance is well known though We, we know <laughs> that You have a bias You have a bias You're a well-known <laughs> advocate of jacking it And I think you should disclose that Before you have a go at poor Mr. Kellogg That's true, I'm, I'm sorry to <laughs> Who only my... wanted his penis left alone <laughs> <laughs> For God's sake, that's all For he wanted For God's sake Jesus <laughs> So Dumble don't ever touch Mr. Kellogg's penis <laughs> That's our Dumble don't for the week <laughs> Well, speaking of the Dumble Don'ts, should we just get into the Orders of Phoenix then? I think it's for the best. Yeah. Rate the page. What What page are we up to? Hooch's negligence. (laughs) Neville had a sore wrist and you got to think that's going to stop him from... Um, jacking it for a while So a friend That's of Mr. True. Kellogg's in many ways his, his spiritual well, Perhaps Mr. Successor. Kellogg was behind the, old, the whole scenario <laughs> Oh my god I wonder, I wonder if he tampered with the broom Could the Kellogg's company actually be supplying Hogwarts students brooms? We're oh gonna my. have to just keep going with this page by page analysis and find out We got no, no choice now um, <laughs> And nothing else to talk about To, to find out if... 20th century cereal maker, uh, Mr. Kellogg, uh, supplied faulty brooms in the Harry Potter universe in Mm -hmm. a sort of, again, very roundabout way to stop them from masturbating. It's worth looking into, is all we're saying. It's worth looking into. I mean, if you have any hot tips, 
I also love that we're just calling him Mr. Kellogg. <laughs> What's his full name? <laughs> I don't know, but it's just funny. To I, call I don't him even want to learn his real name. No, nah, he's Mr. Kellogg to me. Um, Dumbledore's Dumbledore's have done. Wait, we didn't actually rate it. So what was it? Oh, I reckon it's a uh, sixty-five. Yeah, I like <laughs> Definitely. it. Definitely. Yep, I'm with you. What else do we normally do? Uh, word of the week. Dumby, Dumby, Dumbledore's grumpy. Weasley, Weasley, come on and squeeze me. I don't care about anyone but Snape. Word of the week, dude. Three, two, one. Corn yes. masturbatory. Um, <laughs> name for the page. Oh, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Palm. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's elegant in a strange way. Oh, it's um. incredibly elegant. <coughs> Dumble, don't touch uh, Mr. Kellogg's penis. Did we have a Dumble do? I yeah. thought, wasn't there something about giving um, Blair Cottrell gefilke fish? Or was that another Dumble don't? Ooh, we had two that Dumble don'ts. Did two Dumble don'ts make a Dumble do? Yep. <laughs> you betcha. Well, then we need another Dumble don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point That's true That is true um, Might be easy to just have a Dumbledore then um, um, <laughs> need another Dumbledore. Dude, I reckon <laughs> Dumbledore party with a donkey That's my that's my advice this week If you know a donkey If you go If a donkey is a friend of a friend That's my <laughs> Dumbledore And I'm sticking with it Alrighty Thanks for listening <sighs> Um, is there anything else? Head like to the Instagram something. if you want to vote in our Donkey V Horse poll because <laughs> yeah. we'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, we'd love to hear your <laughs> thoughts. Oh I got donkey on the brain, brother. Dude, you have donkey brain. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, head over there. Great stuff abound. Hey, and if we forget to post the Donkey V Horse poll, please write in and remind us and we'll do it. And please write in regardless. Again, you bought us another 15 to 20 minutes of content just with your owl mail. So, if we've... The quality of the owl mail this week was insanely good. Very, very very high quality. We don't give you praise very often, but this week you've outdone yourselves. So, write in again. Otherwise, you know, really the only people that suffer are you. We're going to do this pod regardless. But if you send us good things to talk about, then you will receive a better quality pod in return. Whereas for us, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. To be matter. fair though, a few people did write in this week with ideas and I just neglected to do them because it required too much effort on my part. So, if you're going to mm. write in with something, make it fully formed. Exactly. That's one of our other strict rules of the podcast. I'm sick of telling people. Should we go? Yeah. Let's go. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. bye.